0: Dakota Beverage, the South Dakota Golf Association, Pucet Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies.
1: And welcome to a Thursday edition of Calling All Sports. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. Glad to have you with us. We've got a fun show today. Lee Goose Jr. Uh, is going to be talking about his sprint car career. He's had uh, a, a very good one. Interesting that he he actually quit for a dozen years or so, right kind of in the middle of it. So... We a lot to talk about, and in the second half of the show, we quite often have guests from our sponsors, and Vance Thompson Vision, we've met several of the doctors so far, we're going to meet another one today, Spencer Morton, Dr. Spencer Morton is going to be our guest in the second half of the show, he's at the, uh, he's in South Sioux City, he's at the office down there, which is right by Dakota Dunes Golf Course, so I'll have to stop in to say hi to him next time I'm down in that vicinity. Uh, be good to chat with him. He's a big sportsman. And, uh, it's always, it's always nice to get to know these guys, especially at a place like that where comfort level with your surgeon is really important. And I know it certainly has been for me over the years in various situations, including the most recent one back in April. And, uh, it's not, it's always kind of nice to get to know them as a person in addition to knowing they're very good at what they do. It's just kind of nice to feel like you, you're they're your friend, too. So we'll meet him in the second half of the show. Busy night tonight. Uh, by the way, we'll have a, a complete preview of the Dakota Bowl tonight on uh, Dakota News Now at 9 and 10. Uh, we, we had some on it last night. They've raised over $4 million in the years of the Dakota Bowl. That's pretty amazing. Bob Burns was something. Uh, that was the first year I moved here, 1978 very first Dakota Bowl they played Fargo Shanley and uh, bob was just a promoter and he was if if you didn't get to know him I'm really sorry you missed out because he was one of the he was one of the more interesting guys I've ever met and and just fun loving and great to be around actually he was a sportscaster on on the old um, KSOO TV before I got here which turned into KSFY um but Bob was, yeah, he was best known as being a great, great football coach. Uh, back in the days when Washington was the only school in town, uh, they traveled all over the country to play games and then ended up at O'Gorman and built the start of the dynasty there. Uh, You know, it was a pretty common occurrence for them to be in the state championship game once there was one. And uh, it was always Bob Burns and Max Hawk. Those were the two arch rivals, great coaches of the time, Max at Yankton. Anyway, Bob started Dakota Bowl, uh, back in 1978, and here we are 45 years later, Saturday night, 7 o'clock at the MAC. They just moved it over to the campus of, of O'Gorman here a couple of years ago. I, I kinda like it at Howard Wood better just cause you can fit more people in and the parking's better, but it's their home field. So that's cool for them to see an overflow crowd on their home, in, on their home field. And uh, so yeah, if you want to get out there to watch the game, get out there very very early. There's stuff going on all day long. So, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk racing with Lee Goose Jr. right here on Calling All Sports
0: Learn more at
2: SanfordHealth.org.
3: I'm Jeff Gould. And when it comes to mattresses, there's no better choice than Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. That's right. Comfort King has been voted number one local best mattress for 14 years in a row. And they want to help you find comfy sleep. Sleep well, live well with Comfort King. Visit ComfortKing.net now and experience the comfort and quality you deserve. Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. 1013 or go to fleet.
1: You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president.
2: Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness
1: centers. What are you implying?
2: <laughs> that I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m.
1: I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake?
2: Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day, and we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be there. Uh, let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? <laughs> well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have Great Life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey can you help me hit it further, too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. But our golf pro certainly Four. can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live,
1: play, better at Great Life.
2: Welcome back to
0: Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, The Diamond Room, and Comfort
1: King, and by Houston Speedway, which uh, is kind of getting close to wrapping up the season here. Amazing how quickly it all flies by. And our first guest today is Lee Goose Junior, who uh, spends most of his Sunday nights there on a regular basis. And uh, and 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 Lee, I'm well. First of all, let's talk about Welcome to the show. How did you get involved in racing in the first place?
4: Uh huh. Just kind of a fluke deal. I guess I went uh, to World Outlaw shows when I was a kid with my folks. Never really went to much for local shows. And, uh, just to something I always wanted to do. So when I was in high school, I'd been saving for a long time and determined to buy something. I went and bought a, bought a car with no motor That's how I got into it and wow. uh, told my folks when I came home. So it didn't, <clears throat> it didn't go over that well. Um, <laughs> but, but it, like I said, it, all in all it worked out.
1: Who was matter? Your mom or your dad?
4: Um, I would have to say my mom, but my you know, my dad didn't want to say much different. He really is into racing but didn't want me racing. Um I you know, just I think they were just scared of as far as a uh, person getting hurt. Are, are and back they, then we didn't have the safety equipment we do now. Right.
1: Are they over it?
4: Uh no. They're still a nervous wreck. They don't go anymore because they get too nervous going to the racetrack
1: um so they like I said they kind of listen or
4: watch from home or just watch the results all night and they're just thankful when the night's over
1: yeah i get it as a parent i you know my boys all played football and and uh sustained a bunch of injuries over the course of their high school and college careers and it was nerve-wracking watching so i i get it from your parents standpoint but from your standpoint wouldn't it be nice to have them there
4: it would be yeah yep but that's where dirt vision comes in you know when When we're racing Houston, they get to watch me every Sunday night, so
1: that's pretty neat. I guess. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's amazing what technology has done. So, uh, so how old were you when you actually did your, when you got in the car and raced for the first time?
4: I was 17. That's where the number came from. That was just the age I was when I started, which back then was awful young, and today, Jesus, not young at all. No. Now they're starting at 13 and 14.
1: Yeah, there's some kids that come in here from all over the country. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Gordon used to drive here from like Indiana? His dad used to drive him over here from Indiana before Jeff Gordon, before he even was legally able to drive in terms of having a driver's license and he would race out at Houston Speedway. Do you remember that?
4: Yeah, well, that would have been, I don't remember it that much because like I said, I was pretty young, but. No, like I said, I do know a lot of them guys and then some of them, you know, they fudged their age back then. You could get by with it a little easier than today. With the internet, everything's changed that way. You know, it's hard to phony your age when they can just look it up real quick. (laughs) But no, no, guys used to phony their age just so they could get by racing when they were, when they were young. But you know, you got to have quite a bit of money behind you anymore to, to go very far
1: with it. Lee Goose Jr. is our guest. Um, Lee, Uh, What I find fascinating is, how old were you when you decided to kind of hang it up there for a chunk of time?
4: Oh, geez. Well, it was 2000. I raced steady from 97 through 2002, and then in 03, I didn't race at all. I broke my foot and screwed up my leg right before race season, and so we came back in 04 and raced just kind of
1: off and on. Nothing.
4: Didn't really race a full season, and that's when I stepped away from it.
1: Why'd you step away?
4: um it was the age i guess it was all my buddies were getting married they were having kids you know nobody could really help anymore um it was taking the fun out of it because i was doing everything by myself um and as i got older you know responsibilities get to be more especially with work and, and life and so i just put all that effort into work to, uh, to make a living and make myself successful i guess and then <laughs> got back into it because uh, a friend of mine was had gotten into it and wanted some help and so we started going every week and helping them out and then they, they told me to drive the car one week or ask me <laughs> if I would because they were determined the car was no good and that's <laughs> is when I hop back in it then that's when I decided I can do this again and really enjoyed it. So
1: how, how did you do in that car that was no good?
4: Wow, well, we did pretty good. We put it together. He had flipped it the night before and we just kind of threw some old wings and stuff on it and we won our heat race and then <laughs> drove Drove over my head, I guess you could say in the A, and I, I looped it right away. So we had to go to the back, and I don't remember how we finished there, but started out real good. It was, uh, not as bad as I thought. You know, you kind of had been quite a few years, and was afraid, honestly, we were just afraid I was gonna be no good. And it turned out it was not any different. It was kind of like riding a bike, I guess you could say. When you get back in, it wasn't like anything had changed.
1: But in 12 years, I'm guessing the technology probably had changed a bit, hadn't it?
4: Um, not much on the car just with the suspension the shocks have gotten so much better you know and that's where a lot of people are spending big money anymore is just the the shock technology is a heck of a lot better the cars handle much smoother than they used to but no i mean like said we went from a steel headed 360 back then to now they went aluminum headed 360s and then the 305 class which is a sealed motor so they're all technically pretty close to each other as far as power and
1: Lee Goose Jr. is our guest. Have you been able to get any of your old crew back together to help you out now that you're back doing this on a regular basis?
4: Uh, No, I've, I have learned, got to meet a bunch of new people, I guess you could say, um, with doing it. And so the ones I had helped me, some of them moved off it. You know, they don't live around here anymore. And so I've got Sid Gobranson has been a big help, helped me the last few years. Evan Mallett, um, my boy Dylan Laxtell has helped me. Then he's... He's off helping Ryan Kims now, um, trying that for for a year or two to see what he thinks of that and to learn more on the cars. Um So it's just been, like I said, off and on, whoever wants to help, and we just keep it more fun. It's pretty casual. Like I said, 305 class is definitely not as cutthroat as the 410. Like I said, it's easier.
1: So how old is your son?
4: 22. He's not my biological son, but like I said, I've raised him since he was three.
1: Well, he's your son. uh yep. it, Yeah. I mean, he's your son, no question about it. So how would you feel? Has he expressed an interest in racing himself?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. He actually got to drive a car for the first time um, last year. A buddy of mine let him drive his car. Jared Jansen let him drive his car quite a few times. And then he hopped in a car of Damangala's earlier this year. And then he just drove at Jackson, actually. And then Saturday at I-90 after Jackson. So he was driving uh, Josh Serrett's car, an X-car. So he drove three different guys' cars, um, which I can't, you know, I can't blame him, I guess. It's something he's always wanted to do. It's just a, a dollar deal. He's always wanted to put his own deal together, but just hasn't been able to as far as the motor goes.
1: So, Lee, you're, you you mentioned in the beginning how nervous your parents have gotten that they don't even come and watch a race. What's it like for you to see him racing?
4: Um, It's definitely different, I guess. So, like I said, I help him, but I'm probably tougher on him than I am anybody else because I know... I guess I I expect more of him than I would anybody else, and he always tells me that, that I'm tougher on him than anybody else around. But I just, I know what he can do and what he can accomplish, but I don't know, it doesn't bother me as much, I guess, maybe because I know the safety gear he's got, and he's big on safety stuff, so he's got everything, he's got all the safety stuff you can get, he makes sure stuff is right before he gets in, which I'm kind of the opposite, I guess. I would rather spend money on the car than I would the safety equipment.
1: So, like I said, it makes it easier for me to think about him. But you're a driver. I think that probably helps your perspective when it comes to your son as opposed to your parents who weren't into it and never did it. It's probably a lot tougher because you just, you can't, you can't possibly understand what you are going through in that driver's seat.
4: Right. Yep. And I know the, the high you get, you know, the thrill you get when you're driving it. So it's hard to take that away from him. So, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't want to take that away from him. I just want him to earn it, I guess. And then I, I know what can and can't go wrong in a car and he's pretty smart about about what he does. Like I said, he's he's been around it long enough that he understands it and so he and we always look over the car and make sure everything's good too before he races it. So
1: Lee, you've had Lee Goose Jr. our guest. Lee, you've had a great summer. Um what has and, and I'm talking about at Houston's, but also at Jackson last weekend at I ninety. When you're having a summer like this, how what can you attribute that to? What's gone right for you and your team? Um, uh, just a little everything. I guess a lot of it is just getting along
4: with the people you have helping you. It just, is it, if a person's having fun and enjoying your night, it makes the racing a lot easier. I'm, I'm better when I don't think about what I'm doing. When I just go out there and enjoy driving the car rather than thinking about what I have to do. Or um, We've actually struggled at Houston this year. We've had a couple mishaps um, that have kind of taken us back in the points. We're still there, but like I said, that's where we've had the least amount of success this year. But no, otherwise, like I said, just the people around me. And um, I've done it. I guess quite a while so it's you know it's technically half the guys out there are rookies and and i feel like the old guy i mean a lot of the kids i'm racing with gosh i started racing before they were born so you know it does help that i've got a lot more years under my belt
1: do any of those younger drivers maybe come to you for advice because i know you've been around the block a time or two
4: yeah we actually try helping quite a few of them we got people constantly ask us questions what we're doing and what gears we're running, what we're doing as far as setting it up and stuff. And I have no problem helping anybody. Um, like I said, cause we're, I know that they've got to, they've got to move forward in the right direction. Otherwise they're going to get frustrated and quit. It's a lot of money. Um, and like I said, I remember when I started, I mean, I had some people that were really good about helping me and then there's some that were the opposite and it was frustrating when you're, you know, you're just trying to get by and you're trying to learn and some people didn't want to, didn't want to help you at all. So I'd rather make sure that people want to show up next week.
1: Lee Goose Jr. Our guest Lee, I'm guessing of all the drivers, uh, there, there's a core of you guys who grew up around here and did go to the races and all that, who appreciate the fact that that the the track is open again at Houston Speedway because it looked for a while like it was gonna, it looked for a while like it might become a maybe somebody would buy the land and make it into a housing development. I mean that just would have been awful.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, it's huge. Anybody that races, I mean, was super glad to see Houston open back up. Um, and it actually expanded the racing everywhere in the region because Houston's being what it is. And then I'm sure Dirt Vision helps. I mean, you get a lot more, you get a lot more cars and drivers putting stuff together to race there. So that also allows the opportunity for other tracks to have more races, um, because you have more cars and more people wanting to race at that point.
1: And, and look, look at some of the events that they, they are, they are holding and bringing to Brandon here with uh, the high bank nationals and the 250 grand of the winner and holy cow. I don't think any of us ever expected that that could possibly happen here. No, and
4: Todd, you know, Todd Quaring and his family and Doug Johnson, everybody's done a great job. I mean, it's amazing. They've only been at it a few years, and they just keep, I mean, every year they add something new, and it just keeps getting bigger. You know, just when you think it's the best dirt track around, they just keep adding something. So, no, it's amazing. I mean, it's hard when you travel other places because we have, I would say, the nicest facility in the country right here.
1: How hard is it to adapt to racing at different tracks
4: um it was really hard when i was young now it's gotten much easier i guess i can understand what the car is doing so you you know you go out for hot laps and a lot of times we won't be much good um and then you just feel what the car is doing and where you know where you need to adjust it and by the time the feature comes around generally we're pretty close i mean we're not perfect but it's not bad but it definitely is hard for a rookie or somebody newer at it um because you try to throw the same thing in it and it doesn't work
1: Yeah, so the hot laps really become oh very, very important to your strategy for the night.
4: It does, yeah. Yeah, between the 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 entry next to the corner and the the gearing of the car is huge too to to figure out what gearing you need as far as the power. You know, you can't the motors only turn so far and then they just they just kinda fall on their face. So you need to figure out where you can max it out without without going too far.
1: Well Lee, this has been great. Can you believe how quickly the summer has flown by? It just seems like as we get older it goes faster, doesn't it?
4: Oh, way too fast! Yeah, yeah, ain't that the truth? Nope it's it's hard to believe it's the end of August already. And like I guess there's only one more points race at Houston for us, and then, like I said, to it at, at I ninety, and then we gotta start doing a little traveling, I guess, to find some other places to race.
1: All right, we'll have fun out there and uh, give my best to your son too. Yeah,
4: we'll do. He's actually looking at going to uh, Eagle Nationals. Somebody offered him a ride, so he's gonna go down there and race uh, the big three hundred five nationals. Oh, cool! This next uh, Labor Day weekend.
1: Well, that'll be great. Lee, yep. th- thanks again for your time, all right? Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. You bet. Lee Goose Jr., our guest here in Calling all Sports. We'll be right back.
3: Ashley's Labor Day sale is your last chance to save big on summer's top styles. Don't miss your choice of doorbusters for only $5.98, thousands of in-stock items, and for a limited time. Take your purchase home with no interest for 60 months. Find well-rounded sleep starting at 2 dollars with Ashley Sleep. Plus, with summer coming to a close, save hundreds on select outdoor furniture. Don't miss these hot Labor Day buys, only at Ashley. Financing is available with approved credit on qualifying purchases. Ask store for details.
1: Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago.
2: It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment
1: where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting BIGBEEF to 8500.
0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, Houston Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show. The uh, Canaries lost last night at Winnipeg 3-0. They've still won 14 of their last 17 games. They are on a tear. It's been fun to watch them play. And what's been extra fun, we heard from From Mike Meyer last night on my TV sportscast about how how grateful he is that the Augie guys are contributing what they have. Seth Miller was pitcher of the week last week, uh, and Jordan Barth has been just, he's been hitting 300 the whole year for him, and he's got what, five walk off hits, including a grand slam. I mean, he's living the dream. They both are, but Jordan in particular has been doing it for even longer, and he He's been on the show a couple of times, so has Seth been on the show and uh Jordan was not surprised that his team has finally started to gel. he felt like they had the talent and offensively, I don't think any of us questioned that it was just a matter of the pitching staff doing a little better and it's gotten better since Seth has been there uh so yeah, i mean they 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 pitched well last night, but they didn't hit it was one of the first times that's happened in a long time they lost three nothing last night, but they They started last night in second place, and it wasn't long ago they were in last place. So they're in a great spot to make the playoffs. Let's see, they would have 10 games left, 10 games left for the Canaries. So you want to get out and watch them if you can. We'll be right back. Save on your next painting project. With 11% off every...